0: To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to PBandjoey.com for more information. $35 gets you free shipping. That's PBandjoey.com for more information. PBandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the wait list and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between 3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock, I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money.
1: So I get an email from Bill. Bill's a 30 year old who used to be real motivated. And somehow he lost his motivation. He wants to hide and get it back. Well, Bill, you suffer from what a lot of guys suffer from nowadays it's called chestnut syndrome. As a boy, your fucking nuts fall. But what happens in life is that we think they stay down there. If you don't handle self-doubt, insecurities, fucking imperfections, jealousy, all these fucking things, allow people to bully you, fuck you around, your nuts start to retract back up. Insecurities end up here. Self-doubt. All this should be free north than your fucking chest. You end up with chestnut syndrome. How you fix chestnut syndrome is you got to man the fuck up. Hit your fucking chest. Send a signal to your fucking mind that you're going to man the fuck up. And they fall back in your fucking sack. Once they fall back in your sack, you sack it the fuck up. Stay hard.
0: Hey, here reporting recording here from the Spare Parts Studios. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's back Sunday morning. And you can find me on Instagram down. at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm, or if you just want to be my friend on there and you really don't want to deal with the whole business side of things, well, you can just call me on my cell phone or you just email me directly at positive sarcasm at Outlook.com. But seriously, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm as well. Uh, TikTok until it gets banned At Positive Sarcasm You can hit me up on all those social medias You can also hit me up on my YouTube channels Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast Happy Sunday everybody Hope you're enjoying your coffee If not, I'll teach you how to make it so much better I can teach you about the flavors, the grounds The way you should ground it What type of uh, ways you should make your coffee Whether you're a French press person Or a Keurig person Because you're the ultimate of lazy um, Instead of wearing an N95 mask You're wearing a quarter pounder with cheese Oh, more to that later Anyways, uh, I got a lot of response. I know. We'll deal with the pleasantries after. Because I'm not a pleasant person. Uh, the, I got it with a lot of responses from last week's. Not a lot. Well, some. Okay, the normal few. From last week's podcast. And I do want to read a message. Uh, keep the person anonymous. Because uh, I don't have to name their name. Their words matter more than their name. But it's a response to what I said. Hold on, sip of my coffee. Uh coffee today is Jamaican Me Crazy mixed with Pete's. Uh Pete's is whole bean. Uh quite good. Uh mixed with some almond milk. Almond milk is not too heavy, whereas like if you drink like a regular whole milk, if you're looking to get like a boost, if you're looking to get like a jump to the day, uh the sometimes like putting cream in your coffee, whether it's heavy cream, light cream, whipping cream, uh yogurt, butter, uh what else do you call it? Any type of milks creamers flavored shit sometimes can will make you go up really quickly but sometimes it'll drag you down so sometimes just putting the because there's fats your body has to process that stuff and that can sometimes you'll feel like heavier and tired and if you're looking to do something that requires you to talk move your face around a lot uh like what I'm doing right now sometimes it's better to just drink it black but almond milk is kind of the lightest way for me to process it almond milk or coconut milk or something like that So I do a a little bit of that to, quote, cool it down because it's a hot fucking day. And if I cool it down, if I cool it down with a little bit of almond milk, it's not going to make it a dense coffee where I can still drink it and not feel heavy at the end of it and still have a cool coffee where I'm not sweating my ass off. You get what I'm saying? I hope you do. But if not, I apologize. Anyways, moving on to the comment. It's kind of a long one, so I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to get to a couple other things. Remember, this is Sunday Leftovers, so once I'm done with Sunday Leftovers, it's only 20, 30 minutes, and then we're out of here. We'll go as far as I want. Uh, All right, so here's the comment. Sorry, I'm dragging. I'm, quote, milking it. All right, so here's what they wrote to me in response to last week's comment regarding censorship and, uh, yeah. All right. If you didn't listen to it, I highly recommend going back to last Wednesday's podcast. Did you and I compared, sort of jokingly, but not kinda. But I did. I did compare uh, the the, like theories and conspiracy theories to the theory of relativity. I was trying to get at get to a point where we we everything's circumstantial. In order to test a theory, we got to start out with a theory. We got to come up with something somehow. And I joked like even the theory of relativity was a theory in point. I mean granted it was a fuck it was invented by a genius and I am definitely not well I'm not close to a genius but I'm not far off. I'm not what you'd call an idiot. Uh, so but I did compare the theory of relativity. I took something really far away to conspiracy theories. So the it starts off with as a with a slap my head emoji. Did you seriously compare conspiracy theories to the theory of relativity? Actually it's a valid point. Well, thank you. Everything and everything at one point was just a theory: flying, gravity, Earth being round, physics, everything. Some theories may be wrong; others right. Wrong theories may lead to right theories. Thank you for that. That's actually a good point, point. and vice versa. Hysteric, historically, this country was a place that wow. Well, my the, my writing, my okay. Let's just keep, let's just move through it. Let's just push through it. Uh, I lost my, I lost my spot. Okay. Historically, this country was a place that one was free to explore the different avenues of information. It's more and more becoming more isolated, consolidated, and controlled, even twisted and bastardized. It's a good way of looking at it. Then you add the concept of the United States of America. America. A place that's supposed to be, uh, supposed to allow open debate, freedom of speech, and freedom of thought. It's kind of why it became the place where innovation became more prevalent and on a wide scale than other parts of the planet, whilst attracting folks from all over the world to come here and possibly become citizens. Suppression of speech, thought, and ideas used to be part and parcels of places like China, Iran, North Korea, uh, heavily in North Korea. But now it's returned to places like England, Germany and now possibly here except it isn't government imposing censorship anymore I'm not gonna yeah it's private enterprise too a certain political ideology if you want to call it that that is insulated by all the trendy and fashionable terms and labels that is actually anything what it preaches to be it carries with it a disdain of it can end it, it is it carries with it a disdain for offering opinion, for differing opinion, and even truth. It says it's about love, not hate. But you see it foment actual hate and violence each and every day. It's a fairly hideous club that includes officials, celebs, media personalities, big tech oligarchs, that's the word he used, etc. And of course, uh, they're all of their rabid, useful idiots that buy the, the pawns, basically. That buy the shit that they peddle. At any rate, lots of valid and relative points that you covered. Uh, my response was, I try to keep it saca- sarcastic and silly. But if I can't joke about things or explore new topics or the question the current state of culture, well, then, then you get that episode that I dropped on Wednesday, now, obviously, when you see something, my favorite Carlin, my favorite comic, excuse me, was George Carlin, or at least he was the comic that I grew up on. And I, I've gone through all different types of comics. I love the new comics of today. I love Andrew Schultz, Joey Diaz, Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan. Uh, I, I do. Uh, Chicks, I mean, like Eliza Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, Actually, uh, who else? Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot their names. Um, but yeah, I just I do like there's a lot of different types of comics. But I grew up on Carlin, period. And his oh his big thing was he doesn't punch down, never punches down. That's actually something I disagree with because you can punch down, and I think that's the the problem that we're missing right now is because we're not shaming people, we're not punching down, and I think if we're not joking in the in a negative direction. Those people aren't going to see the fault in themselves and fix their problems instead of blaming everything about the pe- quote the people above them. So punching down is actually useful. In any ways, it's very useful. It's actually one of the things we need to do more is punching down instead of that. Instead of we can't joke about them because they're in a sad state or they have mental health problems or they're overweight. No, I, I think you need to bring that out and bring light to it, even if it is just a joke, by bringing light to the situation in a joking manner. That's how we solve most problems. That's how we bring most problems to light. That's how Bill Cosby went to prison, because I believe it was Hannibal Burris who went on stage and had a huge bit about it. It went viral, and then we started re-exploring that topic, and then st- people started coming out of the woodwork again, and it got momentum. In order to bring serious topics to light, to the table, in order to solve problems, you have to be able to have humorous breaks in the discussion. It's like when you watch a movie a really, about a really serious topic, sometimes by bringing humor into, a, into random sections, not by forcing it, but by allowing it to exist in that, sca- in the, in that scope, It allows for a moment in time for the individuals or the people witnessing it to breathe or the people discussing it to breathe, to take a breath and realize that, hey, we're in this together and we're just trying to figure shit out. And a perfect example of humor in a spot that wasn't humorous was the movie Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan was was a disturbing movie with a lot of truth behind it based on the invasion of Normandy where a lot of people died just hitting the beach. Before they even hit the beach, right after the the uh, the doors went down on the boats, a lot of people died. And to get to that point, a lot of people died. And before the U.S. entered the war, a lot of people died. And after they got off the beach, even more people died. So people were dying everywhere. But in this movie about people dying, there's humor in the movie. There's some parts where even you're laughing in the movie. Like, there's this, one particular scene is when they're talking about a dead, uh, one of their dead comrades, not comrades, excuse me, one of the dead soldiers, a guy under his, under his, uh, in his battalion, or platoon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm paraphrasing. No, I'm not. But anyways, moving forward. Uh, Name was Vecchio. So they just, though, uh, Tom Hanks, and I believe it's Michael Madsen or Tom Sizemore, Tom Sizemore, are joking about one of the guys who used to be in the group and his name was Vecchio and he used to do stupid, he used to do stupid stuff to kind of make light of the situation. Uh, He would pee his name in people's jackets for V for Vecchio for victory. And they just, they start busting out laughing in this moment where they're hunkered down in the middle of France trying to push through on the German lines and the movie before then you see the, the the chaos that was uh, the invasion of Omaha beach the, uh, the German lines just mowing down American and Canadian and British and Australian troops, and then right here where they're hunkered down, they just start laughing about the, just this most randomest of thing. But you're, la- you are, you're breathing through the moment. It's like a moment of levity, a, a moment of levity as you're exploring a very serious topic. You're allowed to exhale, and it's, that's important. That's important in a movie. Uh, some movies you don't get to exhale. Some movies, like, for example, Fury. Fury was another World War II movie. And there was no, there really wasn't that a lot of exhaling in that movie. That movie was so in the mud, it was hard to breathe. And sometimes movies don't, they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to breathe. They want you to be tense from beginning to end. And that's just the director. That's the decision of the director. Like Steven Spielberg did one movie and somebody else did Fury. Both great movies, all-time classics, but different objectives. But when you're talking about hard topics, whether it's conspiracy theories or assassination attempts or censorship, yeah, sometimes you got to be able to joke about it, and it's not always going to be a formulated joke. The shit that comes out of my head sometimes is half-baked, needs another 20 minutes in the oven— I'm I'm just I'm uh, distracted by uh, a thought that went through my head or my phone's doing something or something pops up on my screen or I'm making sure that the podcast is still recording or my my dog is giving me uh, a weird friggin face. And sometimes I'm just not with it, but I'm trying to explore these topics, some that I, I think I'm well versed in. So I'm just trying to figure it out, figure it out. It, 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 it. And sometimes my words just don't flat out work. But the idea of me trying to explore these topics in however crude form, sometimes on point and sometimes poorly, I think is important. And sometimes, and generally by adding a little bit of humor to it, helps me explore the topic even further because my brain needs a break a lot of the times. I'm doing this twice a week. I'm, I'm always constantly shooting video, exploring new topics, editing stuff and doing all kinds of shit. And sometimes I need to exhale in order for me to jump into the next topic. But he says like, the, gov- the whole thing about censorship is, yeah, if we're not allowed to look at something from all perspectives, whether it's humorous or serious or up here or down here, if we're not allowed to joke about it, then what the fuck? It's, suppre- it's suppression. And that's that just it, it historically leads to terrible things. That's the great thing about where I live. If you're li- we're looking at from outside our borders, I have the ability to learn from the from learn from history capitalism does that you our mistakes are documented our, all of our mistakes all of our atrocities are documented whether via through statues or progression of our flags our museums our our classrooms well until recently it's all documented, it all has history, and you can look, you can go through the pages of history and see that was a good idea, that wasn't a good idea. But by suppressing that information and not, letting us to, not allowing us to speculate on it, well, it only it's a dark road with no, with no light posts, and you just end up getting lost. So, fuck that noise. Uh, by, I'm gonna continue to explore these topics whatever, if it's technology or conspiracies or random things that I see, and I'm not going to back down because I like the idea of just coming on here and riffing for a little while. I like the idea that I added on a second episode to a week with just some extra thoughts to get through my head. By expelling all this shit that's in my head, it allows me to pursue new shit. I say it time and time again. So I won't, regardless of, of, what, of what comes of the economy or later this year with covid or second wave or if our market falls apart or what or, or war or tensions i don't i don't know as long as i just keep rowing eventually i'm going to get to a new place i'm not going to just row out into the middle of the ocean and then just stop and and let go i just no matter how hard the current is is rowing i'm just going to or, or coming against me i just want to keep rowing I'm just gonna keep going at it, keep banging away on these podcasts and on these videos until I reach a destination or I reach a new point to explore, and we'll we'll figure it out from there. But you know, and sometimes I like to point out hypocrisies, not just in my own thinking, but in other people's. And I I, I like to see subtle shit that I see, subtle shit that I see is is is, and then I have to point out these little things, these little things that skew what you're reading or skew what you see. It's like I, I a perfect example of I think what I think is fucking stupid. Like there's a new Domino's commercial where they're talking about where okay everybody's all the the employees are wearing masks okay, and then it talks about their their new uh, delivery to your car so you roll up they come to your car. Now in the car is a gentleman and the guy coming out to the car is all is is some guy okay whatever he's coming up he's wearing his Domino's uniform he's got his mask on with a Domino's logo okay they're trying to make it look hip all right whatever eventually we got to take these fucking things off but the guy in the car is what makes me makes me annoyed the guy in his car is wearing a fucking mask what the fuck are you afraid of in your car which requires you to wear a mask when the employee who's rolling up on your ass delivering you the fattiest of fatty, fat, fat fucking processed foods is wearing one? What are you so afraid of in your, in your fucking four-year lease that you're wearing a mask? There's nobody else in your car. Okay, there's nobody else infecting your space. Are you worried about the coronavirus coming through your climate vents, infecting you with even more stupid than you're already achieving? Congratulations. It's a, th- it's a 30 second ad, and you see it 15 seconds in. Like everybody's wearing a mask. Well, why don't we just play it safe? It's a fucking Domino's commercial. We make cheap fucking pizza. Okay, congratulations, Domino's. You've already beat Pizza Hut. You don't need to do any more damage to to our health and wellness. You might as well sprinkle fucking COVID SARS-2 on the pizza when you deliver it to this fucking stupid asshole. And I'm pretty sure that this this gentleman uh, wearing a mask, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not going to look like that in his car. If you're rolling up on dominoes, you're not going to look as fit as this dude is. I, I'm not buying it. It's, it's, a, it's a stupid idea. Okay, and even furthermore, even furthermore, so the dude in the car was wearing a mask. The guy rolls up, the, 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 the delivery guy, whatever, roll, walks out from Domino's to his car. He doesn't go to the driver. The driver electronically hits a button, opens up his car, and the the delivery guy puts the one pizza in the back of this guy's SUV. So now you've got this dude in an SUV with a pizza rolling around in the back, no contact whatsoever with the, with the employee, and he's got a mask on. He might as well be wearing a fucking hazmat suit. This is the dumbest commercial. Okay, no, this is one of the dumbest commercials I've ever seen. It's so fucking stupid. Two years, I swear to Christ, I hope two years from now we look back at this commercial and we go, oh, yeah, that was fucking dumb. That was completely pointless. And I have to point out, you can go just go to just type in YouTube uh new Domino's commercial. And it's for their the the concept is let's see. It's on TVC Entertainment. Oh, hold on, they got. Okay, hold on, wait a minute. Let's see here. There's comments. Uh I'ma show everyone because I chose to watch this commercial instead of breathing shit had me geeking so hard. Like who loved Domino's Pizza. Let's see. Eight seconds in, what the year 2020 feels like. This is the best commercial of 2020. I hate dominoes. My friend works there. Please fire him. Okay, thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, hashtag COVID approved. Okay, let's see. Okay, so what's with all the contact-free stuff? Just because of COVID, it should have been contact-free all the time. What are you touching my pizza for? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's not wearing gloves. Let's see, what other I want to eat? Okay, so so far that's it. Uh, 15 comments, I'm sure some of them were deleted. I'm a, let's see, view reply from TVC Entertainment. We need your support. N- no, we don't. Let's see, hold on. View TVC, are these automateds? Automated? Dear Toxic Moon Creations, we need your support. Kindly subscribe to our channel and support. Subscribe our channel and support us, Team TVC. I hate Dom. Okay, I hate Domino's. My friend works there. Please fire him. K. Okay, thanks. Reply from TVC Entertainment. Dear Mo Something, we need your support. Kindly subscribe to our channel and support us. Profound regards, Team TVC Entertainment. Gee, I'm wondering if these are automated. What's with all the contact-free stuff just because of COVID? It should have been contact-free all the time. What are you touching my pizza for? View replies from... (laughs) Dear SB Cager, we need your support. Kindly subscribe to our channel and support us. Team TVC Entertainment. That's impossible, though. I want to eat. Let's see. Okay, wait a minute, two. Dear Ruby, we need to support. Kindly subscribe to our YouTube channel. Support us. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, sure, why not? It's so tasty and healthy for your typical fitness. Wow, okay. All right. Fuck that shit. Uh, all right. So, so, yeah. That's Domino's. Shit, I could literally just end on this. Uh, congratulations, CRISPR created a calf. It's definitely a boy. Oh, that's gonna get some triggering. UC Davis scientists spent years editing a editing a sex determining gene into bovine embryos. In April, Cosmo arrived, and his DNA reveals how far the field has to go. Ah, he's got his tongue sticking out. He's cute. The calf was late. His date, whose due date, uh, March thirtieth, has come and gone. At first, Allison Van thats her name. E E N E N N in Uh M M&M. M. They called it Monster, but nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want Shady I'm Chop Liver. That's her name. Allison Van M M and M Uh chalked it up to the male calves tending to arrive a day late. Uh or two on the tardy side. What are you saying? All guys are late? Fuck you. Uh, At the week wore on, animal geneticist reminded herself that gene-edited embryos like the one had been growing inside Cow 3113. That's, the, that's if I ever if I ever absolutely accidentally dump a load and I'm gonna have a kid, I'm gonna call him. Uh, if it's a boy, I'm gonna call it Cow 3113. For the past nine months, can take a little longer to single, single signal their surrogate mothers that they are ready to be born. Hey,
1: hey. I'm ready to come out
0: now. Can take a little longer to single it, but by the following week, two false alarms at UC Davis's Beef Barn, Beef Barn, with still no signs of impending labor. Eminem, uh, Van Eminem, fraying nerves, had had enough. She called the vet. It's time to induce. All right. After nearly five years of research, at least half a million dollars—is that it? That's one expensive piece of steak. Dozens of failed pregnancies and countless scientific setbacks. Aw. Van M and M and M, pioneering attempt to create a line of crispered cattle. Ooh, crispy cattle—that sounds delicious. Tailored to the needs of the beef industry, all came. Oh, okay. Tailored to the, the beef industry, all came down to this one calf who, as who see, as luck seems sure... I love this podcast. Luck seems sure to have it, was about to end the world in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, so COVID-CALF 3113. Just weeks prior, California's governored, uh, governor had ordered the entire state to stay home to avoid spreading a deadly new coronavirus. That was following the discovery of the U.S. first calf and community spread. The patient was treated at the UC Davis Medical Center about 20 miles away from the beef barn beef barn ICU beds in the Bay area were filing up and Van M Eminem and was worried that about what to happen if the delivery went south and they needed to do a C-section veterinarians were being asked to save their sedatives to help the to help fill the growing demand for COVID-19 patients and ventilators don't give me the fucking sauce of sob story just show me the freaking the uh the you know the steak and as if it wasn't omin enough, an amen amen the veterinarian resident who had arrived day to oversee the birth had spent the morning putting down a number of sheep from the UC Davis herd that had been mangled by coyotes in the night. Aww. Given how this project has gone, I'm not in a serious mood today. This seriously could have gone ended differently, Van Eminem said. Her Australian Lilt ting, tinged with uneasy, sarc- uneasy sarcasm. It's like three riders of the apocalypse are going to be on the right on this t- has tail. So that's not exactly what happened. The calf arrived this afternoon, 110 pounds in jet black, saved for an ankle grazing splash of white above his right ho- rear hooves. Two vets had to extract him from cow three one one three with chains, but when he was lowered onto the straw covered barnyard, he was alive and breathing. Cosmo. Oh, moo. All right, I see what they did there. <laughs> Van Eminem would shout in triumph, welcome to the world, little guy. Uh, let's see. A close look at the DNA would expose just how unpredictable unpredictable CRISPR gene editing can be and how much more scientists still need to learn before the technology become routine practice for animal reproduction. So, yeah, Van Eminem and the had say, set the sights on cattle and gene called SRI, a long stretch on the Y chromosome that instructs mammalian embryos to develop male traits. In nature, there's an equal chance that cows and people that matter will give birth to the male XY or female XX offspring, but if she could use CRISPR to add a copy of the SRY into the X chromosome of bovine embryos, she could then skew the odds in favor of producing an all-male herd. Animal with the SRY gene, SRY, excuse me, would be phys- physiologically male, male, and even the ones that were genetically XX, that was the hypothesis she wanted to test. Anyhow, no one had it ever done before, so yeah, so they're um they're making crispy cows and they want them to be male, and they're just trying to work out uh how much crispier they can make them, and from there we can. And it was it was. Sponsored by the dairy, well, the dairy industry or the meat industry. So uh yeah, congratulations to Calf three one one three. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at the at our dinner table. Uh medium rare. Mm. I'm gonna do one more QA and then we're gonna get the funk out of here for the day. Anyways, by the way, support this, So support this podcast, go to positive slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Or you can just go to positive sarcasm.com. Click on the contact button. There is a Cash App link and a Robin Hood link. So, here's our Q&A for the day. Should I take away the book of Beatles for photographs that my baby loves because I'm worried it means he's a racist? <laughs> my, 13th mo- my 13th month old loves books more for the pictures and page turning than any of the words. And he prefers books with photographs of people and animals. He pulled a book of photographs about the Beatles, Hi, the Beatles, out of a grown-up library and is obsessed with it. We have a wide range of books for babies that have been intentionally chosen to pre- present a variety of races, orientation, and gender expressions. But what makes him happiest these days is to page through a big book of white male faces. This worries me. Do I hide it? Am I a jerk for taking away some... Taking away something that makes him happy. I hope that everything else in his life helps balance it out, but I can't help but worry that he's so attached to it. On top of that, I can't help but worry that he isn't interested in the words of any of the books in the page. This book is the microcosm of many fears I have for my white son, and I'm tempted to quote lose it next. Tr- I'm tempted to quote lose it next trash day. F- okay. This kind of annoys me. No, it fucking infuriates me. He's fucking 13 months old. That means that he's 1 year and 1 day de- 1 year and 1 month old. Okay? 1 year and 1 month. No shit he likes to look at pictures. It's something that fascinates him. This what this is not a CRISPR calf cow, okay? This is an actual human being that's learning and fascinated with photographs of people's and animals and he's and that's that's beyond your control. He's going to grow up to be an individual one day and you can't really y- do you really w- want to do this to yourself? First of all, it's the Beatles. The Beatles is one of the most one of the biggest bands of all time, consisting of four da- very very different individuals and it's a, and with very interesting histories that were not born in this country. All right. So they're very culturally different. So don't worry about their it, that That Your son is not a racist. It makes you kind of a racist for, because the color of their skin, you want to take the book away. So, I don't know if it makes you a racist, but it makes you a shitty person. Above all, it makes you a subpar parent. So, give your kid a bunch of books. I actually, I'm not concerned about the Beatles book. I'm actually concerned about the other books that you have on, t- on that pile that your kid's maybe not reading. Is White Fragility in there as well? Because if so, you really need to evaluate how you are as a parent. I got, really, I got two good books for you, okay, for your kid, on top of the Beatles one. One is The Very Hungry Caterpillar, and the other one is Caps for Sale. Why don't you start with those books, and we'll go from there. And then, maybe you can add something else in there. If you want, you could start with Mein Kampf. you could start with uh, the Stalin. you could start with uh, Marxism books. you can go then you can go from there. And then you can if you want some heavy hitters by the time he's about, you know, potty training age, then you can throw in white fragility, you know, the real heavy ones. you're You're a fucking shitty parent. But thankfully, because you're a shitty parent now, you have a chance to turn things around by the age of four. So you can stop being a shitty parent now, and hopefully by the age of four or five, your kid won't be destined to be a complete fuck-up and blame everything on the system. But your worries are rooted in complete garbage. And hopefully, I hope the rest of you is not as much of a pussy uh, as you're expressing right here in this question. And I am punching down at you because right now you deserve, at minimum, to be slapped. So your question is filled with, uh, what is it? Illogical fear. Your kid can be just fine. And I really think that you are the one that really grew up with some bad parents. Please, I beg of you, do not pass that on to your son. Because the last thing in this world that we need is another pussy. Okay? Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. This this is not, like I said, this is not a, a podcast for the faint of heart. I explored a lot of different topics, and uh, quite frankly, I don't have time for people who are, let's see, criers. So, yeah. Go ahead and get yourself some dominoes and uh, think on that. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can also find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. And you can also find me on my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. I'm done for the day. Uh, 34 minutes is more than enough for me. I got other shit to do. I appreciate you guys. Go ahead and check out my YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm. Though There's a couple of new ones on there uh, that I just did. And uh, they did pretty well uh, in the view, in the view portions. So go ahead and check out that whole library of craziness. And until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Hit me up on all social media. Subscribe to this uh, this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Cast CastBox, anywhere where podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also find it on my, my website, polysarcasm.com. And you can stream it, download it, and do whatever you want there. But until then, thank you for listening and watching subscribing. If you want to uh, be a guest on this podcast or learn about my ways of coffee or other questions or concerns, posing music or whatever, consulting, I charge by the hour, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all on Wednesday, recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. Studio, excuse me. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, Positivesarcasm.com slash donate.